The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. And on the line we have Bucket. Good morning, Bucket. How are you? Very, very good indeed. And you? Yeah, very good. Thank you for a Monday. And Peter's in the studio. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mitchell. Good morning, Bucket. Peter, can you tell me what the riding fee is for a jockey like uh, James McDonald? It, it, it's, you know, like he rode 10 winners over the Melbourne Cup weekend, earned $450,000, or just over. Yeah, I think it's. I think they get 10% of the, um, of the uh, prize money. First prize, I think. I think the jockey. Yeah, I think it's something like ten percent. There's a percentage to the owner, and then the trainer, yeah, and the jockey. jockey is there yeah, not? I had a feeling it was ten percent to the jockey, ten to the trainer, and and then the uh, remaining eighty percent to the uh, to the owner. Uh, it, it, I think it was five percent at one stage, but it, you know, it is between the five and ten percent, and plus what quite often they get a nice sling from the owners too for such a big win. But uh, one of the best jockeys um, going back. Because he was suspended a few years ago, he was either tipping horses or, and uh, they really made a scapegoat out of him, or really threw the book at him. And I think he got two years suspension. Um, but it's been a good year for him. First oh. winning the premiership with the Melbourne Demons, and now to successfully uh, win these races as well. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> you know, he's the best jockey in Australia. Uh, bucket. And just uh, while we're talking about racing, what did you make of the Melbourne Cup? Um, I've heard of Singapore and ride and everything like that. They do very, very well. We are like worldwide, don't they? Ah, uh, yes, yes. And uh, I think his partner is Katie Million, who is the uh, granddaughter of the yeah. famous Mickey Million. But um, <laughs> as Mitchell just said about the uh, Melbourne Cup carnival, it was it was it was an interesting carnival. That um, it was funny because we often complain about not having all the overseas um, uh, visitors and horses. Uh, makes it very hard to start, you know to try and get a line of the form, but uh, funnily enough, this this year it just lacked a little bit <laughs> in, in some opinion. But look, very elegant, a great win. I had to say in the back of my mind, I just thought it's too obvious for incentivised to just win and, you know, um, it always seems to, to go to someone else other than the favourite. And, you know, the um, the horse incentivised was really in the box seat at the end there. Mm. I thought, oh, here we go. And then uh, Very Elegant made that late charge. Very exciting horse racing to watch. Very good horse, uh, Very Elegant, and uh, has won from 1,400 metres to 3,200. And... Uh, there's another horse that was in uh, the Darren Weir stable before he was uh, suspended and uh, lost his trainer's licence, so uh, he's in nature strip. But no, a, a good, a very good horse, very elegant, a great win, but incentivise, I would be certainly all being equal and nothing going amiss. Uh, it'll be a fast, uh, better horse next year come Melbourne Cup time, Spring Carnival. So uh, today we're talking about the GWS uh, Football Club as we navigate our way through the list of clubs from A to Z and uh, GWS. Bucket, do you want to lead off with the research you've done into them over the week? Oh, yes, the G, the the Suns well by G, they've been in in the competition since uh, 2011, and and the good results have been very, very few for them, basically like that, and uh, it's been uh, like uh, this season just gone, they had seven wins and 17 losses. Oh, hang on, hang on. I think Bucket's talking about Gold Coast, not GWS. Oh, yeah, the Gold Coast Suns, isn't it? Yeah, we did miss. Sorry, we missed the goal. Right, sorry, yeah, sorry. We'll we... do GWS next week. Gold, it is alphabetically. Right. Yes. 
And basically, when you when you look at the signs of the sons, there was some handy promising signs there. They kicked a total of 200, 201 goals, 224 behind. So basically, uh, and uh, they, they went along nicely. And the other very impressive thing too, they, 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 their average loss for the games, for the games that they lost, 15 games that they lost, was 41 points. Their winning margin was 27. So there's some handy signs there. A bit light on with the new players. They only, only try out three new players for the season. And they had good wins over, over Sydney, Collingwood, Richmond, GWS and, and Carlton. Yeah, the defeats to, to, to Melbourne, Essendon and, uh, you know, and... Uh, uh, and Sydney yeah, shook them up a little bit, but, but basically, I think there's some signs there. They found a very, very good, pro- promising potential forward like uh, King with 47 goals. Like I, I think he's a, he's a boy who's capable of kicking a lot more. The coach always appeared to be a very calm customer. Never, never got rattled. Never, never, never ever got rattled. Yeah, and players like. Uh, Raoul, Miller, Anderson and Miller. Gee, there's some, a bit of talent amongst this side and I, I think if they can have a, a little bit of luck, a bit, bit, bit of luck on, on, on the scoreboard, I, I think they can start to climb the ladder. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I agree. Um, Stewie Jew's got one more year left on his contract, hasn't he? So, uh, yep, yep. And I see... Um, Field, I see where um, Wayne Campbell has come across as former manager, uh, as football manager. Yeah. And... Uh, and also, uh, former Western Bulldogs senior assistant Stephen King is now coming to the coach's box as Stewie Jew's right-hand man. So, two very um, significant appointments there. But as you say, the idea with uh, with the Suns, and they really have been, um, they've just been a little bit of a problem, haven't they, uh, for, for the AFL. Um, and haven't, as you said, they haven't played finals. Um, 11 years in the comp, and I think the closest they came was 2014, but sort of started off a bit funny. I think they were on the back foot. They they may have done things uh, around, uh, back to front sort of thing with a, an inexperienced coach coming in to, to, to start the, the, uh, the club off and then, and then trying to settle things down later on with Rodney Ede, etc. So, But look, they've got some good young players. Um, as I said, they They've got some good draft picks coming up this, uh, this year. So... Um, and as you say, slowly getting that losing margin down, and a couple of yeah, a couple of good wins um, throughout the year. And just when we think that they're going to go on with it, they just have that um, they drop away a fraction. But that comes with having uh, a young side, and you just cannot expect uh, a really young side to continue to play football in and out each week and play play good football. So I don't think um, there's um, there's much. Look, they should improve on on this season. Uh, I don't think there'll be enough to play finals, and then uh, then we will see what happens from there. But uh, as I said, the, the club has put their their weight behind Stuart Jew for one more year, so uh, obviously his contract up at the end of the year, and then the speculation uh, will commence as far as Clarkson and a couple of other names that have been bandied around. Would the AFL with the Gold Coast Suns ever cut their losses and say that might have been a mistake and you know, it was didn't start it on the right footing, or mm. will they just persist no matter what? I don't know, Bucket. I think they've been in there in 11 years. They're probably not going to um, uh, put up the white flag. I think they'll persevere. But with the push for Tasmanian side to come in, do they say, well, all right, we have we remain at 18 or we make it 19 teams and, and stick with Gold Coast and, uh, and, and allow Tassie team to be in the next few years? 
And basically with the Gold Coast side, I think they're starting to learn how to win and, you know, and, and be successful. You had that on, success. On the field. And, and that's the sort of thing that should stand by them. But, but once upon a time when a new club comes into the competition, you know, like even Hawthorne, they started off so slowly in, in the AFL. They, they gradually changed things and become a very good side. And that's they're the sort of you know, the, you know, yeah, the things that the Gold Coast Sons and that I've got, to, got to do, I think. Mm, yeah, true, true. So, yeah, I, I can't see them playing finals, but uh, I would think that uh, they could, you know, possibly win another two or three games. Ten, ten wins would be probably a fairly good result for them, and wouldn't see them that far out of the um, out of the eight. But uh, then again, you got to find where other sides are going to fall away dramatically for them to um, to improve their ladder position. But it is about uh, getting a, a, having a, a bigger percentage at the end of the year, and, and they're losing margin, obviously, uh, with that being uh, being uh, reduced uh, each year. Yeah, I think there's also an aspect of you've got to get your off field right, don't you? No, because opposition, mm. yeah, for for a whole game, don't you know, have one good quarter and then fall away, and that's been been that's what, the quarter yeah. effort. Yeah, so I think off field, I think you're right, Mitchell. I think they've they've got uh, things in in place, so. Uh, it will be it will be interesting, but uh, certainly be very interesting uh, in twenty twenty three too as to who because comes you in. would say there's plenty of mediocre sort of Melbourne heritage type clubs that still manage to have a lot of members and a lot of interest. So just because they're not at the moment performing that well on the field, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a write off, right? Oh no, no. I mean, was, we look a few years ago when Brisbane were uh, on the downhill. Uh, their membership, everything fell away completely. I mean, they were, they were a real basket case, um, Brisbane, at one stage, and now they've they're bounced back. So there's, uh, I think there's enough support up there for them. But, uh, but yeah, they've just got to, uh, they've got to start winning a few more games. It was pretty interesting with prison. I think that was that was a club where each club was uh, asked to you know, sort of donate a player to. And gee, some of the players they donated to the prison football club you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't have got a game of Karaya. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> when they start, that's right. That was a and funnily enough though they won that first game, didn't they? When they entered, I think they beat Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, but uh, yeah, there was some uh, yeah, there was a f- uh, some interesting uh, names that uh, went up to Brisbane to kick off. But anyway, we'll, we'll just see. But uh, I, I think I think Stewie Jews probably only got next year. Uh, yeah. Unless they do play finals, and that's probably a fair point too. I think Bunker and Mitchell, you don't say all right, um, and then say look, you're not going to um, uh, coach next year halfway through. You know, sorry, twenty twenty three, halfway through next year. I say King going up there as an assistant coach. I I, I think that's, that's a big play uh, plus because basically, like I seen him in action, you know, with a foot foot so yep. four or five years ago. Like he's no mug at the coaching role either. No, he's no, he's not. And uh, as I say, he was there when when the Bullies won the flag in twenty sixteen, and Wayne Campbell's. Um, also a very respected administrator, so, yeah, important. So, finally, the ladder position that you expected they might finish on, can they play finals or not realistically? Oh, well, basically, I'll, I'll put them right on the fringe because if they can pick up those extra three or four wins from last year, remember, yeah, the, 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 they won seven last year on some occasions, yeah. That's right. And won them pretty well, too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah so three, three more wins, ten wins. 11 wins, you know, they are knocking on the door. I've got them finishing about 10th, between 10th and 14th. 
Alright, we will take a break. We'll come back and talk about a few other things, including this list that the July Advertiser has published today of the top 100 local footballers. Do people listening agree, disagree? Who's made it to number one? We'll discuss that next. This is Mitchell's Front Page on 94.7 The Pulse. So, Peter, the Geelong Advertiser today has published a list of the top 100 local footballers and uh, it was a bit of a surprise when it came through to my phone this morning to see who was on the list and uh, who wasn't. I don't really follow each individual local footballer, but um, do you get a sense as to how they've gone about ranking them? No, I'm not sure here because it's just it, it's purely for um, for this season gone 2021. Is it across all the leagues? Uh, the uh, uh, no uh, AFL Barwon, so um, GFL and Ballerine. I so see. They, so they've rated the uh, ranked the top 100. Did you have you seen the paper this morning? Bucket with that all three all three competitions. Is it? All? All the three. Is it GDFL, GFL and BFL, is I it? I didn't see a GDFL player listed in here. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't make the top one. Oh, no, so you're right. Yeah, because Dan, uh, Danny measures in Bannyburn. Sorry, you're right. Very interesting player. He, had, like, he was down at uh, Bell Park and going along very, very well as a youngster there. Got talked in here to go up to, up to Bell, Bell Post all the year by a member of his family. And he had an outstanding season by when he, yeah, I, I think he might have clobbered Joel, uh, uh, Joel ben, 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 ben in the game and got a, got a week for it. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry. That's right. Yeah, Joel Bennett. Yeah, he he's the highest GDFL ranked player at number thirty five. I think. Yeah. So, from which league did the first player, the number one player, come? Uh, from the G- GFL. GFL. Harry Benson. He won the uh, Matheson Medal this year. Um, yeah, a very very good footballer. An interesting one is uh, they ranked uh, Jordan Kerris. Bucket and Mitchell yeah. at number two. So he's going across to Anglesey next season. So that's a big pickup for Anglesey. And uh, a couple of well known names in Ryan Abbott, the former Geelong and St Kilda uh, Ruckman, and Trent West, um, also another big uh, AFL man. So they were ranked uh, third and, and eighth. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure um, how they came up with the, with the rankings. But yeah, it's um, it, it's interesting reading and uh, a bit of discussion. Some players I've I, I seen, I mean, seen amongst there, like in the, in the G, GFL, GFL, yeah, basically well past, well past their best. And the one thing that concerns me for the for the local competitions. Competition, you know, like the Karaios and all that sort of stuff. We, you can't, they can't get seem to get one up there and sort of be sort of be poached or take it, taken away to it like a Belfast or something like that. But I do understand that that the, the, this this uh, young Collins is on is on the market. Yep. I think it'd be very wise of any any club to go around and pick him up because he's only a youngster. He had an outstanding season last year, and basically he's changed his habits a little bit by training very very hard. And I should. He showed the benefits of what he can be. I, I think even to go back back to uh, Bell Park, it'd be a, a real good thing for him because yeah, true. I climb the competition in, like in uh, local football, you, you've got to play in the best the best competition possible. You do indeed. Uh, one, only one of the players I, I have seen this uh, this season going was Emmanuel uh, Emmanuel Ajang, uh, Geelong West Giants in the GFL. Uh, so he played NAB football with uh, GW uh, with Great Western Victoria, and uh, he's a he's a brilliant young footballer. Don't worry about that. And yeah. Giants coaching Greg Mallor said that earlier that he should be given a, a chance in the VFL. I think he will be, and um, and he has certainly got uh, uh, potential to, to reach AFL. 
Yeah, yeah. And basically, they don't stand in their way if they want to go up, uh, up to a high, higher level. I think we're pretty lucky down here. I mean, we've um, Ballarat used to be the, you know, in the old country football thing, um, you know, whatever they used to call it, the uh, into whatever it was, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. games or whatever. But I mean, Geelong are very strong. We've got some brilliant footballers and, and a really high standard of football. Yes, no, really good. And uh, I can't imagine how long it would take for them to put together that list because no. so many players to compare. Um, I don't know if the stat um, information and the player data is quite as easy to find at the local levels and what it would be for AFL players, but it does seem like quite a comprehensive write-up, so well done to them, yeah, yeah, I no, think. Interesting reading. Do, does it actually say which journalists compiled it? Um, uh, uh, Toby Prime and Josh Barnes. And their main uh, football writer. So basically, yeah. those sort of guys, they wouldn't go out and watch it like like every club in the competition. They t- just wouldn't be bothered. They'd say, well, I'm not going out there to watch that rubbish or something like that, would they? No, uh, we do. I mean, most all the clubs now, you do see on the Monday on, in the Addy that... Um, that uh, the players' stats and uh, very similar to what we see in the you know Herald Sun that with the AFL are in the advertiser on a Monday for for the GFL game, so you do get a good look at, uh, at, at good at to get that stats. local coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we better go through to the final word, and uh, Bucket will start with you. Yes, basically, I think you've got, got to be prepared for any task in life. You do, you do, and uh, yeah, there's a few surprises maybe coming up. We'll see. And Peter, uh, the passing of Russell Ebert to uh, Port. Adelaide legend. Very interesting to note, in 1979, he had the one season with North Melbourne. He travelled down, he flew down on a Thursday night only to train, and he was paid $35,000 for the season plus travel costs, and uh, went, then went back to uh, to South Australia, but uh, passed away sadly at the weekend, but a very, very good footballer in a very good side at North Melbourne. Most possessions that year in 79, likes of Blight Corns, Glenn Denning, Shimmer, Dempsey and a few of those were in that side as well, so... And next week we are doing GWS, Greater Western Sydney Giants. Yes, so, yes, the alphabet, you're right. Um, yes, yes. Write it down, people, the yeah. GWS Giants. O, o before uh, R. Yes, or W. <laughs> Thank you very much to both of you and uh, talk to you next week. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.